With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Very sad day today. One of the biggest stories in the world, the passing of Penny Marshall, a huge Hollywood star, Laverne and Shirley, one of the most popular comedies of all time. They went on to a huge career as a Hollywood director, directing many big movies, none better and none bigger than A League of Their Own uh, back in 1992. Penny Marshall passed away today at the age of 75 from complications of diabetes. And... I remember interviewing her. This has got to be about, no, it's 2018. This is probably maybe 10 years or so ago. And she was at a Clipper game. And before the game, 
they showed her talking with Robert Ory, who was on the Spurs at the time. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was after Ory had left the Lakers after winning championships and then went and signed with the Spurs. And so this is back at the time when we had what was called stringer reporters at games at every game. And there were reporters who would go to games and after the game would get a player and they would call up and say, Hey, I have Tony Massenberg if you want to talk to them. They, you know, the Clippers just won. He scored 23. And you would say, oh, yeah, sure. Well, we have to celebrate the fact that there's yeah. a rare Clippers win. Right. So, yes. But it was in all games that you would have that. It sure. was a very big deal. Remember Sports Talk Radio about 10, 15 years ago? That was a very big deal. That was a lot, you especially would, on a Sunday. You would all have the check-ins yeah. from stadiums and such. And you would have regular reporters who would just call and give you updates right. from games. Hey, let's go out to Ken Shroy, who is at the... Carolina Hurricanes Penguins game. Yeah, you know, 313 to go in the second period, blah 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 blah. So, that's how people got paid is they would go out to the games these reporters and they would get paid to do updates during the games and then they would get paid like it's like 50 or 75 bucks if they get a post-game guest cuz they are you're getting a decent sized name. So, it was back there was like 2007, 2008 and um this is back when I was doing all night and the stringer called from the Clippers game saying, hey, I'm here, I'm in the locker room, and there's a few people here. I have Penny Marshall, if you want to talk to her. And we were like, really? Penny, Penny Marshall? Marshall? Cool. I said, all right, let's get, I told my producer, yeah, let's get Penny Marshall on. So Penny Marshall comes on, you know, that nasally voice, on, hello. Yeah, she goes on, I go, uh, you know, here we are, you know, all night with Jason Smith, ESPN Radio. Penny Marshall, Hollywood icon, who is at tonight's Clippers game, joining us now. Penny, thanks a lot. Yeah, how are you? You know, and I said, hey, I noticed they showed you before the game. You were uh, hanging out hobnob with Robert Ory. I go, I go, Penny, that's like, uh, uh, that's, a, that's a big L.A. no-no, uh, Penny. He went from the Lakers to the Spurs. He goes, oh, don't hand me any of that crap. Robert's a legend. We won <laughs> championships with him. He's fine. I talked to him before the game. Don't give me that negative crap about Robert and going to the enemy. And it was hilarious. And that was the entire interview was her just. Talking about the Clipper, they'll be good one day. It's just not now. You know, I go to both games. I don't care. I love both teams. There's no rivalry. Look, the Clippers, we're not good. I just like coming to the games. I have better seats. I get better tickets (laughs) when I come to these games. You know what it costs me to go to a Lakers? And it was the whole interview, and it was just so awesome. I even got in how much, thanks for a league of their own. Oh, that was such a great experience. We did so much and all this stuff. I even got into Milk and Pepsi reference. Oh, no, there she goes, oh, you go back with my career so far. And she was so much fun. And the whole time I, I, I said, thanks so much, Penny. And I'm like, I don't understand why she, I mean, she just wanted to come on the radio and do an interview on a sports talk show. Why not? I'm like, okay. I mean, this is a Hollywood icon who like if Entertainment Tonight called, they would have to say, Hey, all right, you want to talk to Penny and interview her? Let me know a date that works for you sometime in the next month. I'll check her schedule. I'll see what works. And you can come meet her at her home in Malibu, wherever she lives. I mean, and we just got her after the game because they gave her, yeah, I'll go on and talk about it. it was, she was awesome. Yeah, and just, you know, not long after that, I mean, she'd had a series of health issues over the last decade uh, and hadn't been much in the, the public light uh, in recent years, but Certainly a league of their own, uh, quoted on this show and across Sports Talk Radio best, with some regularity. Seriously, best baseball movie of all time. My favorite best baseball movie of There's all time. a lot time to it. Because it has so much staying power and the repeat viewings of it that it's just absolutely outstanding. Look, I'll tell you the top four. All top right, four baseball top movies four. of all time. 
a league of their own. Angels in the outfield. Angels. Well, you know, Danny Glover was a beast, and, well, and you celebrate the life and times of Danza. When they remake it with Tebow, it will be. Tebow. But it's a league of their own. Or Harvey. It's... <laughs> Hey, Har- Harvey the Rabbit? No, Matt Harvey's actually an uh, angel. He's actually an angel. We'll get to that. We got a lot of crazy baseball stuff Little things to get going to. on. A league of their own, Major League, The Natural, and Eight Men Out. Those are my four favorite baseball Nobody cares about time. your batting average, And then, then you want to get to, then feel, and everybody loves Field of Dreams, and I'm like, yeah, that's great. That was more of a relationship movie that used baseball as a backdrop, but still, it's a big baseball movie, and I liked it. I just like the other ones better. A League of Their Own told a very unique story with humor, the lines you can keep watching. I mean, listen, that's one of the big marks of a movie, how good it is, how often you can keep watching it over and over again. And A League of Their Own is certainly that. Major League is certainly that. You know, sports movies in general lend itself to it because you get caught up in the in, in the rah-rahness of hoping the team wins. and say, but the, but the comedy that comes from A League of Their Own is just unmatched in, in, in any other movie. Even Major League, which is really funny, a League of Their Own was even was even better. Well, one of the liners left and right, the Tom Hanks portrayal of Jimmy Dugan is one that we've certainly cited more than a few times. Oh, I mean, here. You, he's, he gets all the credit for Forrest Gump, and he's been for Philadelphia. Look, he's probably... No, but that's just it, but it came, it but came after this that. this role <laughs> is incredible for him. I mean, he's, he sold... There's no movie without Tom Hanks. It's about women, and there's no movie without him. And he is just phenomenal. He steps into that role, and it's like, okay, right away, he's the hard boozing, hard drinking guy who's got a, you know, a second chance with all these young girls, and 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 they're all they're all very good in the movie. You know, Madonna's good, and so is Rosie O'Donnell. Tells a great David Strait there, and is well, great. but that, but you also have the take care of your friends, right? Mm-hmm. So you got Squiggy. And yeah, you got oh, Carmine yeah, yeah, yeah. Ragusa. Sure, that's both right. The, the they big both appear. The big Ragusa. That's right. That's right. Everybody was in it. So even Edna Babish was in it. it was you she? take you take care of uh, your your friends. Rest in peace, Penny Marshall. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So a pretty interesting night for LeBron James, part of the Lakers' 115-110 loss to the Brooklyn Nets. For just the ninth time in his NBA career, he has had one of his slam dunk attempts blocked. Tonight, Jared Allen in the first half, LeBron going in for a thundering one hit slam, and Allen goes up and sends it back the other way. Now, in true LeBron James fashion, LeBron goes in for the dunk, Allen blocks it, and Allen winds up the one on his butt. So it's like, well, okay, but still. Blocking a LeBron James dunk attempt just the ninth time in LeBron's career he's had a dunk block. Kind of a big deal, right? You, you get all chesty, you're going to put that one on a loop. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to buy all of your family and friends those picture frames that scroll through but it can play video, and that's the gift you're giving out, and it's just playing that on a loop. Look what I did! Uh, we're going to play a game next hour. Top of the hour. We're going to play... Did I block LeBron or not? We're going to play a game where I'm going to give Is you Michael players. Cage one of the answers? And you have to tell me if these players blocked LeBron James's dunk attempt. Okay, I'm in. You like that? Yeah, let's I, get it on. We'll do that coming up in about 25 minutes. But elsewhere today, LeBron James, Lakers general manager, was asked about the possibility of Anthony Davis and or Carmelo Anthony coming to join the Lakers. Lakers have had two really bad losses in a row. And we told you earlier this hour, this is a big... 10-game stretch for Luke Walton, because if they get to the midway point of the season, 
and the Lakers are sitting in seventh place or lower, he's not going to last, and they're going to make a change. He's got to get to the midway point of the season, five, eight games above 500, and then they'll be all right. They're five games above right now. If they can play three games above 500 the next couple of weeks, they'll be okay. But you get to the beginning of the year, calendar year, and they're struggling expectations change. Luke Walton will be out. You saw that get in against the uh, Warriors up about 300 bucks. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big People game. use an average price is bad because you yeah. got those jackasses put in courtside at like $25,000. So throw that noise out. Hey, jackass. <laughs> Go to the median price, throw out some of the noise, and, and figure it out. I think LeBron James's status as Lakers general manager means it's tampering when he is <laughs> asked about the potential pairing of himself with Anthony Davis with the Lakers. Look, the Pelicans visit the Lakers for the first time this season on Friday, and uh, Anthony Davis is someone, look, the Pelicans aren't really going anywhere. He's got another year left on his deal after this. Would they trade him? Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN had that report a week ago that the Lakers held on to their young assets because they wanted to see if they can flip them for Anthony Davis when the Pelicans are ready to make a deal. LeBron was asked about that. Hey, what do you think about playing with AD? LeBron said before the game tonight, quote, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Obviously. Like, duh, that would be incredible. Tampering. No, no He's the well, general he, manager. No, it's, tampering. it's not tampering. He's the general manager. I mean, manager. he technically doesn't have the nope. title. Doesn't matter. There nope. may be a guy, nope. you know, you it may be an empty news. suit. That's, uh, you, Was he wrong? Nope, no. Nope. It would be amazing. It would, it would be, be amazing. amazing. No, but it, that's but tampering. But he didn't, he didn't do GM. anything to push that. That's not calling James nope. Jones saying, release this guy. Doesn't Because I'd like him nope. on my team. You I need, news. No, no, no. I need a defensive player. That's tampering. Hey, Anthony Davis. That's tampering. Look, if you're the Lakers and you could, I mean, if you had to move three play, if you had to move Ingram and Lonzo and somebody else, See you still have to do it. Go on. You, you move them all. You, you, move any, you move mountains. You got to do it. it. <laughs> you want a Kobe autographed in it too? Yeah, there's, whatever the hell he wants. Here's, here's Kobe's socks from, the, no, uh, from no, the big game. There's nobody on that team that would be, you'd say, okay, I'd even have to trade Kuzma. And he's the guy LeBron likes the most. But I would, I, that's the guy of all the, but that's the ones I try to hold on to. If they said, okay, Anthony Davis and it's Ingram and Lonzo and Josh Hart, I would Later. say, Go okay, on. okay, let's Go do on. it. Go for broke. We'll Look, we've talked about, th- we've talked about this all year and, and people trying to think this is a long, slow process and the rope a dope of there's not expectations. That's just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. At this stage in LeBron James career, whether you think he's here for Hollywood ambitions or not, still wants to win, right? He's still a guy that wants to get the accolades. And if people think he's mailing it in, not only is he going to bristle at that, but he's going to do everything he can to fight back against that type of mentality and that type of analysis. The the rabbit ears go up, and he's going to try to do whatever he can to reshuffle this roster. You saw it in Cleveland. They knew they didn't have the roster. He got rid of half the guys. He'll do it again here in Los Angeles in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? He'll Thanos their asses like no <laughs> nobody's business. Each uh, each each uh, stone stands for one of the players. Yeah, this one's Lonzo. Now, but what about Carmelo Anthony? Because that was asked to LeBron James after the game tonight. Hey, Melo's out there. Um, I mean, we see. I mean, I'm not. I don't run the team, and obviously, you know, there's some things that would need to be worked on on both sides, but. You know, I've always you know, wanted to play along, you know, Melo, and uh, if the opportunity presents itself, it'd be great. Um, so we'll see what happens. 
No, hey, you know, I don't make the decision. I don't run that around here. Did you see the way his eyebrow raised when you watched the video? Like, I don't run the thing around here. But he's saying, (laughs) I don't make, I don't run things around here, but he's actually holding up a business card that says LeBron James, general manager. So he's holding, look, I don't run things around here, but. LeBron James, super genius. I mean, even, even he has to know. And by this statement, you can tell he's, he's saying, look, I don't run things around here. This is not one of those, hey, I'd like you to, this is one of those, look, I don't run, I'm, I'm backing away because even he knows Melo can't help them. Even he knows they can't just go and say, yeah, Melo come and make shot. That's not going to work. No, not he becomes, work. what, the fourth guy off the bench? If you could, You're not going to get enough minutes to make it worth having him there. If you could put an easy chair on <laughs> just outside the three-point line, on the, uh, you know, not, not quite on the wing, but a little bit inside from the wing, and Melo could sit there and wait and then get up and, you know, hit the button on the recliner to make the, the, the legs go down and stand up and, and get a pass and hit a shot, then you could sign Melo. But I, I don't like think the you way you think. Way. I think that could be fun. Not going to work. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I've told you for a long time, Dallas and Seattle, Cowboys and the Seahawks still stink. Right, Just because they're winning going to the playoffs doesn't mean they're actually good. And all the hate I get on Twitter and they're winning, oh, I feel pretty stupid, this tweet didn't age well. Yeah, guess how many I got when the Cowboys got shut out by the Colts and when the Seahawks somehow found a way to lose to the bleeping 49ers. Not to yeah. be fair, the, oh, I'm, the I'm Colts away fans from that. jumped on you. Well, we'll get to the Colts yeah. in a few minutes as well. Because right. don't worry, we got the Colts there too. Look, Seattle and Dallas, they still stink. Dallas being shut out by the Colts shows you how limited they are. If they can't get Ezekiel Elliott loose, they're not going to win games. Dak Prescott is not going to suddenly take a team and, and, and put the Cowboys on his shoulders and win. They're an extremely flawed team who now they're in danger of potentially not winning the NFC East. They should still do it because they have the tiebreakers, but they went from, hey, look how good we are. To, oh, yeah, now maybe we might not get in and win the division. And Seattle, really, what are they going to do? In the playoffs, who are they going to beat? Who are they going to go on the road and they're going to beat? Seattle is not a good football team. The reality is the NFL is really mediocre outside of six or seven teams, and there's not much of a difference between the Seahawks and the 49ers, the Cowboys and the Redskins. They're all the same. And, you know, I know the any given Sunday line gets run out there and is overused, but that's really what the NFL is this year. The Seahawks should have never been any danger but playing you know what? the 49ers. But remember, never. remember what we talked about when we did our upset picks on Friday. What game did I circle that the line didn't make sense? Was that the 49ers were only four-point underdogs. Right. Even though it was in Santa Clara, everything that made no sense based on what the reputation was and the way Seattle had been playing and just the general, you know, all 22 of the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. And what happened? They jump up and sting them. They're aided by some 150 yards in penalties and a couple of phantom calls. We talked with Mike Pereira about that last night, and you could just see him shaking his head as he had his third glass of wine. <laughs> we heard the, the, the clink of the glass yeah. against his microphone. No, look, that's the reality. None of these teams are good, and now I'll, I'll even throw it out there for the Indianapolis Colts, right? Everybody's uh, all over Andrew Luck. Look how great Andrew Luck is. Andrew Luck is, yeah. You know what? The Colts still stink, too. They may not even make the playoffs. And you know what? I'm sorry, but weeks one through six count just as much as the five weeks Andrew Luck was hot in the middle of the season. Two of his last three games have been terrible, but nobody wants to point to that. Oh, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck. Yeah, Andrew Luck is still the same guy. 
He's a good quarterback. Is he elite? He's not. He's still someone that you say, boy, he should be winning a little bit more, and he should. And you can't give me the Andrew Luck is so good and then say, oh, but he's carrying bad teams. No, no, no. Either he's good and he carries bad teams or he's a quarterback that needs help, right? You can't be both. But that's what people want to say. They want to say, oh, yeah, Andrew Luck is great, but look at the bad teams. No, 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 no. It's one or the other. Because you know what? Tom Brady has had a lot of bad offenses he's carried. Ben Roethlisberger's had a lot of bad offenses he's carried. Aaron Rodgers has had horrendous offenses that he has carried. And, and they've all gotten to bigger heights than Andrew Luck has. Andrew Luck is a good quarterback, but he's not one of the top five in the game. He's overrated. Still, a lot of his production comes late in games when the team is getting blown out. Half his production this year are for games where the team is getting blown out, and they come from behind in the second half, and he winds up with three touchdowns and 350 yards passing, but it's like, yeah, but you were losing 21-3. So how good were you playing in the first half? That's Andrew Luck. His numbers are inflated. And if you tell me the Colts are good, I tell you the same thing about the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Who are they going on the road to beat? Because they got to go on the road. Who are they going on the road to beat in the playoffs? Where is Indianapolis? You tell me, where are they going to go in and win a football game? Where? They'll still lose to New England if they have to play New England. And New England's going to win one game in the playoffs and go home. They're not going to go anywhere and win. They're just not good enough. And Andrew Luck is not good enough to carry the team all by himself if you don't believe the Colts are any good. But now... Everybody wants to change that narrative on the Colts. Oh, but look at the Colts' defense, how good they are. Okay, so they should be better than they are, right? They shouldn't have started one and seven. Well, no, no, no. You are what you are in the NFL, and this is what the Colts are. This is what the Cowboys are. This is what the Seahawks are. Well, what's interesting about the Colts is reading a a long run uh, by Warren Sharp, Sharp Football. Uh, He puts out the big book uh, analyzing each game and possessions and, and flow. Of teams, yes. That, that was a very big Wayne's World line. Hey, Frankie Sharp, Sharp Records, listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sharp you records. just said Sharp, Sharp football. Well, I'm sorry, you're incredibly talented and beautiful, but it's just not the right time. Nicely I'm done. I'm sorry. You want to play ballroom <laughs> blitz in the background as we talk about this? Wayne, you screwed my career. Wayne, I'm pregnant. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Nicely I'm, done. Now I'm t- just the idea <laughs> being done. that last year, the Colts, through gross mismanagement, a few, you know, Mis- misfortunes, but just bad management, bad in-game management. He went and lost five games they should have won, right? And and first half metrics, they were fantastic. And then second half, particularly in the fourth quarter, they just give games away. So they should have been better record-wise, even without Andrew Luck last year. And then you look at this team and give credit to the front office and look at Ballard in year two of what he's put together, taken over for the mess that Grigson left him. Right, I mean that was just an absolute train wreck mm-hmm. that he inherited. You got a good offensive line. Marlon Mack is more the player that we'd seen flashes of, being more consistent. Look, they ran and, and just beat the hell out of the Cowboys' defensive front. Right, that it, everybody had been building up and they'd been fantastic for weeks, and then they went and got punched in the mouth. But you look at T.Y. Hilton, eighty-five yards. Eric Ebron, guys that guys that can play. I mean, you've got you've got a decent team that's been built in the defense has been a lot better than anticipated. But you still look and you get shut out by Jacksonville, a team that was circling the drain. You, you got shut out. Like, whenever you get shut out at that point, you raise your hand, you're like, wait a minute, there's only a handful of shutouts anymore <laughs> in the National Football League. And we've had the Colts and the Cowboys shut out in you know two of the last three weeks, and then the Colts actually shut out the Cowboys. Cowboys moved the ball well, 19 first downs, almost 300 total yards, two turnovers and that miserable debacle of a possession very early in the game where they should have had points and didn't. So we, we look at the, all these teams. I mean, 
You're going to have two playoff teams. The, the Colts are interesting. Like I, I like the component parts, but there's a lot more to that team than just, hey, Andrew Luck has got these guys on his shoulders. No, there's talent. Oh, yeah. And there's no, an offensive and, and line. And that's the thing now. And there's and, an and offensive now, line that's now that there's talent, you can't say, oh, Andrew Andrew Luck is under. If you want to say they're talented, Andrew Luck is underperforming because they're eight and six. I will say this. For Andrew Luck, based on all the reports going into the season, he can't throw a mini football, whatever else. It was a good rope-a-dope job by reporters and by the front office and everybody else because he's played well. You're looking at 35 touchdowns, what, 3,500 yards thereabouts, having himself a fine season, and they're on a roll here late. Obviously, you know, if you're going to go and bag on the Bears or whomever else for the craptastic schedule that they're playing, right, because that's the knock. Like, look, they're playing a bunch of bum teams based on last year's record. Uh, you got to make sure to throw the Colts in there uh, while you're at it as well. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. So just realize this is the reality for all these teams. Don't reach that. Oh, they're better. No, this is where you're at. This is where the Colts are at. It's where the Seahawks are at. This is where the Cowboys are at. Syracuse is a football school. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The fantasy regular season is too long because with tanking now and teams quitting much earlier, you are getting to a point in week 14, week 15, where there's still four weeks left in the season where guys aren't playing Guys are sitting out with more minor injuries. It used to just be you worried about the last week of the season because, oh, players are going to sit. They're not going to play that much. Now, because of tanking, because of the, you see it much earlier, and you look at what teams are putting out there, semifinal and final week, guys you're picking up off the waiver wire, you're starting at running back. You're starting Justin Jackson at running back this week. Why is that wrong? You know, because he's you're a guy in that a potent nobody off, had. But you're in a potent nobody offense. Nobody had for... 11 or 12 weeks, and you're picking him up and you're starting him in your semifinals. And it's not just Justin Jackson. No, but, but this but wasn't a guy that too. sat down. This is injuries. You, this is the life right. of the NFL. But that's the thing. Players get injured more, and you have to adapt. You see people missing more time, missing more time the back half of the season. 13-week regular season in fantasy football is too long. It's, it should be 10 weeks and three weeks of playoffs. You have 10 weeks regular season. Three weeks of playoffs because you're still relying on the players that you drafted that you've picked up. Because now it's just no, but okay. If, now now it's it's the holidays and I'm I'm putting four players out there that I picked up. I'm, I'm starting Robert Foster in in the semifinals in my championship in my championship. But look, you might have had to go to Robert Foster six weeks ago if your guy had gotten hurt in week five, oh, week but six. If, but if but guys, that's, that's life. But this is no, no. But this is now with tanking. Teams are pulling the plug much earlier and guys aren't playing as much. They're not getting as much carries. You're just not seeing. They're not bringing them back from injury like they normally would. You're just not seeing it, and it's 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 kind of disingenuous. To say okay, I made it this far, but now here we are in the playoffs and in the in the first round of the playoffs and semifinals, and I'm playing four guys who I picked up off their waiver wire because I have to because guys are hurt and they're sitting out and they're dinged. You know what? Life comes at you fast, Jason. Smith. I'm saying you have to adapt. I'm just saying that there's 17 weeks, 256 games you have to, to celebrate. Adapt. Use every last one of them. No, but they don't. They that's, don't. Not, that's not my fault. No. I still got to manage with what I can get. Adapt. Ten-week regular season, three weeks. Nah, now you're just kicking away week four season. weeks of the season. Well, I mean, you do DFS then. Nah, do DFS if you no, want those last four no, weeks. You, you stay stay true to where you are. Keep managing. Keep working. 
keep working the wire. Uh, you know, Injuries yeah, happen at any point yeah, okay. this season. And now Fabiano, who is playing in the championship, is going to wind up starting Sam Darnold in a two-quarterback league. I mean, that's well, where two, you're at right but now. But it's a two-quarterback right. league. So 24 guys right in theory are starting. But that's where you're at right now. You're starting – you're, you're picking up guys off the waiver wire who are your 30th ranked – well, I mean, Sam Darnold's a future Hall of Famer, but this year – He's coming off a couple of decent games, and now you're throwing him out there saying, okay, now I'm going to try to win a championship with a guy that here he is off because I have to throw him out Such there. is life. Maybe nah. you should have had another quarterback. No. It's, you make your draft, you pick up your guys. You only have a certain number of spots on your roster. Right. And in that league, in that particular league, the bench was still pretty robust. Right, there was there was ample right, but opportunity when guys to get hurt, But guys. when guys get hurt, it, there's nothing you can That's do at life. this point. Adapt. Because, like because life, every day you wake up, you're not guaranteed. Right. So I'm adapting. I'm adapting to say, make it a shorter season so the players that you've used no, you're crawling and you're playing back under the, the covers, afraid of the are world. playing a little bit longer. You're afraid of the play world. DFS. You're crawling back into play, your play covers. DFS. You're hitting the snooze button. Play you're DFS. saying, oh, I got that meeting I don't want to go to. You're being soft. <laughs> that has nothing to like do with... Like the bullies there ready to take your lunch money. nothing to do with any... That's a... That, no, that's that's absolutely that's apt. apples and oranges. That's no. like saying that's like comparing Syracuse as a football school to Syracuse when the going as a basketball gets tough, school. Quit. No. That's kind of what you're I'm saying. I'm just saying here. you make it a little bit. You make it a little bit shorter. No, really, that's what you utilize do. all of it and that's keep what, managing. No, why 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 would you want to put out uh, an inferior product at the end of the season when it should be? Hey, you're relying on your best players. The NFL no. does it. Nah. The NBA still plays 82 regular season Gotta games. Get, well, there should be 55 a game. <laughs> I'm so the NHL still plays. Yeah, I play way too many too. How about that? But I'm saying I'm trying to make I'm trying to make the season full of You're more just mad. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Two guys to pick up. Probably still on your waiver wire. Number one, got to get him tonight. Jamal Williams, got to get him. Aaron Jones, IR. Packers get the Jets coming up. Probably Elijah McGuire is already gone. We talked about him last week. Yes, we did. He's going to get a lot of carries. He gets in the end zone as well. So if he's gone, Jamal Williams is a guy you want to try to go get because the opportunity is there for him. And the Jets, you know, who knows what you're going to get from the Jets defense. That's a big guy to go Well, we get. used our, our man, uh, Robert Foster, a couple of weeks in a row. I used him as uh, the mystery man. Uh, we do a Robert mystery Foster. man thing where I pick three or four random factoids about a guy. And okay. Have, our listeners have to guess who sure. he is. So we did that, Dan sure. Byer and I. Fox Football Sunday, uh, Fox Football Fantasy uh, on Sunday morning, 6 to 8 Pacific. Uh, we'll have you for championship week. And the final week of Disco Fantasy, 2.30 a.m. Pacific, uh, Jonas Knox and I. Uh, when drunk people are banging on the windows outside here. Uh, how about Tim Patrick? Five of eight targets, 65 yards. Second straight week, he's led the Broncos in yardage. Uh, not world-beating, but you're looking for an opportunity. There's a youngster out of Utah that might have a, a, a game for you here in the final. But Yeah, we're talking about desperation, right? Unfortunately, Look, it's the stinky cologne, as we always know. When Emmanuel Sanders got hurt, I said... Okay, this is, you know, three weeks ago, and I'm like, all right, there's going to be a more bigger play guy, but I'm like, is he really going to suddenly get that ball, you know, and Deshaun Hamilton gets it? Well, you got him, know, and you got Hamilton, you, like, you got to right, pick your poison. Uh, okay, fine. And I picked up Hamilton, and, you know, clearly now Pat, but Pat. But then you said Hamilton, there. but in the PPR league, you still got seven catches out you did. of Hamilton. You did. Uh, you, you did get it in that league. So there's some guys for you, but honestly. Yeah, I got one more for you. Look, you got one hey, more? Hey, yo, you think we Robbie need one Anderson? more? Robbie Anderson? Nope. Oh. Owned in 9% of leagues. Sam Darnold. 
Sam, Sam, no. Sam, 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 Josh Sam, Allen. Sam, 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 Sam. For the last yeah. month is the number one fantasy quarterback yeah. in the land. Because he runs for 80 yards a week. Exactly. Gives eight points before he even throws a so pass. So going up against New England, run like hell. Oh, oh, oh. You really don't think the fantasy season is too long? No. Because the, not to say part of the integrity of the game, but you playing players all year long, and then when you get to this point in the year, like I said, with tanking and teams resting and guys not playing and guys not getting carries and guys getting hurt and guys are getting shut down much more earlier than they have been in years past because of that. Oh, you're hurt? That's it. We're not bringing you back. There's no reason to. We can't make it in the playoffs. You're playing in these last couple weeks with guys that you picked up off the waiver wire. You're playing Robert Foster and Jamal Williams and Tim Patrick on your team trying to win a championship, and that's just... You know, it, you should be finishing with the the biggest thing. It should be the best teams playing the best guys that have played the best all season long. Yeah, but in, theory, ah, but in I'm trying to do surgery on my team. Right, but in theory, that's the NFL regular season too. And we're watching teams having to try to cobble together. We're talking about the Broncos. Wishing, wanting, hoping. Which receiver steps up while they still had playoff hopes? It's the same principle. Yeah, but it's I can't control here. it. I, I, I think about fantasy. No, I, I no, you're, you're worrying about... No, and I, I, I am too. I'm just thinking it's a microcosm of what you're dealing with. You want to be a GM? In for a penny, in for a pound. Figure it out. Hit the wire. Find that last trade before things go to, go to hell. Find that last guy who's starting to dump players before his roster gets locked. You still, Opportunity is there. You still get all the good players playing through week 13. The last month, it's kind of, okay, now we're dumping guys. Yeah, but you, you still the, have you guys. You get that integrity. You get that the first yeah, 13 but, weeks. But you also still have all those other teams that lost superstars early in the season. It's an ebb and flow, bud. It's an ebb and flow. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.